When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Wes Moss, and I am here to help a million people retire earlier while enjoying the adventure along the way. To reach that many folks takes the work of more than just me or one person, and I have a fantastic team behind the Retire Sooner podcast, and I've decided to bring them in to help address some of the questions and topics that you've sent us. You're about to hear from my team members with answers that can hopefully help Americans retire sooner and happier. And I'd love for you to be one of them. Let's get started. Happy New Year, everyone. This is Mallory with the Retire Sooner podcast. I have got Robert Sanders here with me today. I am so excited. We are talking about 2022 and what we as investors and soon-to-be and happy retirees can all look forward to in this upcoming year, specifically regarding uh, the markets, the economy, and all of that really confusing, important stuff that we like to keep a pulse on, but ideally that we don't have to worry about too much. That's why we have Robert. (laughs) Well, thanks for having me, Mallory. It's good to be here. It's good to talk about 2022 and all the predictions that will likely be wrong, but we're going to make them anyhow. <laughs> That's the thing with predictions. They're a little bit tricky, but it's kind of like um, it's kind of like New Year's uh, resolutions, right? You got to you got to make them to break them, and and that's okay. At least like you have the intent and and the thought behind it. Yeah, Yogi Berra, I think, said uh, predictions are hard, particularly about the future. <laughs> I like that. So, yes. I like that a lot. Yes. Um, Actually, before we start talking about the predictions for 2022, though, I want to know for sure what are some fun things that you've got coming up. Personally, I'm I'm going to Costa Rica with my family uh, for two weeks in March, and I could not be more excited. My mom actually just retired uh, from the Douglas County School System, and she is... She was so excited. She was like, guys, I'm going to plan this huge trip. So we're going down with like my my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, her husband. We're going to go down. And then the whole family is going to be down there for a week. But my my dad and my brother were like, and my sister and my brother-in-law were like, one week is enough. Two weeks is a long time. But I was like, you know what, mom, if you want to stay, I will totally stay in Costa Rica. This sounds fantastic. So I'm two weeks s- is an impressive amount of time. Um yeah, that's yeah. Good for you. It's funny. You're going south. I'm going north. Oh, um, yeah, tell my, me. My wife and I are actually doing a getaway. We we are leaving part of our family behind, so it'll oh. be adults only. Oh. Um, but we're going to Vermont and Maine. So neither Ooh. of us have ever spent much time and time up there. And I think I've heard uh, June July time period is is a good one. So we're not doing two weeks, but I, I think we've got a solid seven days oh. earmarked. That'll be so nice. Do you know what you're going to be doing? No, nothing, hopefully. Oh, that also sounds no, wonderful. I think, I think in Vermont, we'll be doing some fishing, some hiking, oh. uh, some bike riding. And then yeah. on the coast, I, I guess you go lobstering or oh in, in gosh, Maine. Yes. And, but yeah, yeah a little, I, I picture a little you know, Maine cottage on the, on the ocean. I, I don't know. I've never been there, but I'm, I'm excited to find out. That sounds delightful. I, I can totally see you doing like the old man in the sea kind of deal, just like wandering along the coastline. And... That's right. A, a rocking chair, a cup of coffee, newspaper. Yes. Yeah. That sounds delightful. Yeah. Oh, I'm that'll excited. be so fun. I'm excited, that'll so. be so 
good. Well, 2022 is shaping up pretty well. Now, I will say, have you heard the meme where it's like, people are like, uh, have you heard it's it's 2022? Yes, yes, I've I've heard that, and it's... um. It's not one I like because I would rather 2022 be a new year and not like 2020. Oh my gosh, yeah, from from your mouth to God's ears. I think we are all ready to leave 2020 behind us. That's so right. hopefully That's that right. that ends up being incorrect. But but on that note though, let, let's talk about let's talk about some of these predictions you've got for the upcoming year because I know that 2020 obviously is uh, heavily influencing some of these predictions. Yeah, well, I mean, look, 2022 is going to be its own year. But if we think about it, there's really three themes to start the year. The first will be COVID and what that looks like. Right now, Omicron is, is spreading very quickly across the, uh, across the globe. Hopefully, this is the last leg. Hopefully, it's going to peter out and we'll see this thing come to some sort of conclusion in the first six months of the year. Fingers crossed, at least. The next one will be inflation. Right now, we're seeing decade-high levels of inflation, literally the highest levels of inflation since the early 1980s. This will slow, but it will probably remain elevated throughout the year, so inflation will be an ongoing theme that we'll have to deal with as investors and consumers alike. The last piece is stimulus. There will still be, the good news is, there will still be government stimulus into the system. There will just be less than there's been the last two years. So all that means, put simply, is less stimulus means a little slower growth. Not the worst outcome, but something we as investors need to be cognizant of is that slower growth means slower earnings, and that will be something to keep a focus on. And so we've had two very solid up years. It's been pretty low volatility after the initial drawdown in March of 2022, or March of 2020, excuse me, and it's been straight up. So I think one of the themes when you couple those first three points together about 2022 is we're probably going to have more volatility. I think you can get a drawdown. And not to to bury the lead here, midterm elections typically see about a 17% correction. Oh. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So it would be it would be normal to see 15, 20% correction. Okay. So again, this is why, you know, get out your bucket of salt for this for this episode <laughs> and, and we'll yes. try to do our best with predictions and, I, and outline yeah. 2022. Um, but just I, I'd actually recommend that our listeners be drinking a margarita with a rim of salt. That's yeah. probably the best way to take in this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, now, and let me ask you too, because I know um, with a bear market, it's when you hit what is it 15 percent down 20 percent 20 percent okay mm-hmm. so we will avoid a bear market but it's just a very heavy correction yeah i, I again i don't know if we'll avoid a bear market or not True. what what, what <laughs> i would say take is, a sip of your margarita if you're drinking that right now <laughs> yeah, yeah. what i would say is after after a year and a half of very uh just kind of straight up progression of the market because of a lot of stimulus, because we've been recovering from this drastic lockdown, as we move into 2022 with less stimulus, less earnings growth, midterm elections, it's normal to see a 15 to 20% drawdown. So I'm just kind of saying, put, okay. your, put your antenna up that when we go into it, you can expect some volatility. Mm-hmm. Nothing set in stone. I just say you can expect it. Mm-hmm. But listen to kind of your past self tell you to be calm during it because it's a very normal thing to happen and particularly in midterm election years okay and i want to hear more about the midterm election yeah we'll we'll just skip to that if i if i go back and look to 1950 so go back very long ways and look at midterm election years the average drawdown for the s p 500 has been 17 percent 
So pretty normal. You've seen, you know, you've seen 40% drawdowns, you've seen 10, but the average is about 17%. The good thing is past those drawdowns, you see very substantial recoveries. Oh, I like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, so it's kind of, it goes back to our time in the market versus timing the market, if you will. That's right. I like that. Because you you get volatility as, as political parties shift or there's a lot of narratives and, you know, it's always, we've seen the news cycle. It, it's it's always going to be how bad things are. Yeah, yeah. The, the sky is always the falling. The sky is going to be falling. It doesn't matter which channel you put it on, I swear. There's always like some kind of bad news they're going to share with you. That's right. <laughs> it's their favorite. And so it's just worth remembering that midterm elections tend to, tend to see more volatility. But following the election, once the news is known and once people are like, oh, the sky isn't falling, mm-hmm. the party's in place. Whoever it is, if it's Democrats, Republicans, historically, it doesn't matter. The 12 months following a midterm election, going back to the same 1950, we've never seen the market decline in the 12 months following a midterm election. Wow. So it's one of those things where it's like it's rocky leading into it. And then once the news is known and digested by investors and you can deal with, okay, if it's Republican, Democrat, it it doesn't matter because it becomes digestible. Okay. And so it's a pretty predictable pattern we've seen in these midterm election years. Um, I just, what I would, what I would say is this year, it's going to be maybe a little more pronounced. I would believe that. I know there's a lot of tension um, on all sides and all people, unless you like just totally don't pay attention to politics. I can imagine that for many people, and a lot of that tends to reflect in the market. Yeah, that's that's right. And, and we've had two pretty solid years. So we've talked about COVID. We've talked about less stimulus. We've talked about maybe slower earnings growth. And we talked about midterm elections. You've also got inflation. Ooh. which you've seen in the news probably every third sentence. Yeah. And then we got the Federal Reserve Ooh. and what they're going to do. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So inflation. Right now we're running at the highest level since the early 1980s. Yeah, I know. We keep getting questions in about that. You know, mm-hmm. we um, are constantly trying to address it. James Lewis on our team actually just put out a phenomenal article around inflation and explaining um, what's happened and where we're at with it uh, that I would encourage all of our listeners to visit and read. You can find it on westmoss.com mm-hmm. under the news tab. Yeah, and, and James's point in, in that article is that inflation's high. There's no, again, just like if we get a pullback, which would be very normal in a midterm election year, just because inflation is high does not mean that the sky is falling or the world is ending or those your stocks are going to go down. Okay, this is good news. You can go back and look at the the 1970s. You can go back and look at World War II, periods of high inflation. The market does pretty well. And so there's two points here. One, we're running 6 7% CPI or inflation prints right now. <laughs> hang on, hang on. <laughs> you got to define that for me. Yeah, consumer price in- index. Ah, but we won't get into the mechanics of it, but it's just what inflation's running. Okay. And right now it's running about 6 6%, call it. That's going to slow. 
a third grader. My third grade daughter knows that it's going to slow. Okay. I don't know how she knows well, it, but she just knows it's going to slow. It's your daughter. I feel like she gets a certain advantage here. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's going to slow. The question is to what degree? Okay. And it's probably going to level out somewhere higher than it has been over the last decade. So let's say it's 3%. But let's, let's forget the numbers for a second. In an inflationary environment, what would you want to own? Would you rather own a stock or a bond? Would you rather own a company that makes hamburgers that can increase the price of hamburgers to offset inflation? Or would you rather own a bond that has a fixed coupon? But everything in predictions and investing is one at the margin or it's, it's leaning. So just because I say, would you rather own stocks versus bonds, I would never abandon bonds. Okay. Also, hang on, you're going to have to, what do you mean by um, one at the margin and leaning? So let's say your average portfolio, I'm going to make this up, but let's say your portfolio in a normal time is 50% stocks, 50% bonds. Okay. If you have a view that you think inflation is going to run above average, you may want to own 60% stocks and 40% bonds. Okay. Because you think stocks will do better in an inflationary environment. Okay. But you would never want to abandon all your bonds. Got it. There are just things you can do at the margin. You can shorten your duration. Oh. You could you could own a little less of them. Okay. Because you have to remember, as we started this whole podcast with, predictions are difficult. So oh, one, you could yes. be wrong about inflation. Yeah. Again, I hope everybody's drinking their margarita with lots of salt. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so in an inflationary environment, you probably want to tilt towards stocks because they have, as I said, with the example of the company who makes hamburgers, they can raise prices, they can make moves to offset the inflation. A bond, particularly a long-term bond, like if you owned a 20-year government bond, there's nothing it can do to offset inflation. You have your stated coupon, you get your income, and that's it. That makes sense. So, so that's one thing to watch. And what we would, what, what we would say right now is because we think inflation is going to be higher than normal, you probably want to lean towards equities or stocks and particularly dividend paying stocks um, because that, that they, they, they have a better toolkit to fight inflation. I guess that that's the other thing that I feel like it's easy to forget. I know, I know that we don't want to chase styles. We've, you've come on here and you have talked about that before. You don't want to like chase different investment styles. But how often should somebody look at like, you know, the upcoming year, knowing that inflation could potentially be an issue and, and adjust? Yeah, I mean, this is it's just it's part of it's part of managing a portfolio. Um, you you should really I mean, I, I don't know, continuously is the answer. Um, <laughs> That's should, a fair answer. You should, you should always be looking at it. Okay. The news always changes. But I'm just saying as we as we think towards 2022, the inflation theme is not going away. Okay. Um, okay. It's, as I said, my third grader knows it's going to come down. It just is. It's not going to stay at 7% for the foreseeable future. And this is where the whole transitory argument's been lost a little bit. Mm. But it's going, to, it's going to come down. We still think it's going to run above average. So if it's going to run above average, you've got to position yourself in what you think is an appropriate fashion. And for us, that would be a little more on the dividend paying equities and a little shorter duration on the bond side. That makes sense. And that's, that's what we do here. But that's not necessarily what everybody has to do. No, that's right. That's right. Again, we're just we're we're making predictions. There you go. Yeah. There you go. All right. So that's inflation. Now, now, where does the Fed come into this? Well, the Fed comes in um, as they just they just came out and they said, "Look, we're going to start tapering. Tapering is a fancy way of saying buying less bonds. So what that means is they're pulling liquidity out of the system. So they're making monetary conditions." A little tighter. I'm not going to lie. You're using a lot of very fancy vocabulary. I'd like to back it up. Make it real easy for me here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's uh, let's let's put it this way, right? 
the Fed has been very accommodative. Yeah. yeah. So, well, as they had to be, right? So, Again, so unprecedented. Times. Yeah. Money has been very cheap and money has been ample. Yeah. So they're making it less cheap and less ample. Okay. So essentially you're <laughs> saying interest rates are going up. Well, uh, the Fed funds rate is probably going to go up. Okay. And what that, what that means is that's what the Fed can control. Okay. And so when you hear about hiking, mm-hmm. they're taking the very short end of the curve and moving it higher. Okay. So, yes, this is this is a fancy way of saying it, but all you're really talking about is how available money is. Does that make sense? That does make sense. Okay. So, so for example, I've got I've got a friend who's debating about buying a car, mm-hmm. and at the end of you know, so right now we're recording this at the very end of December, and. Yeah, so she's wondering if she needs to go out and buy this car today, which is obviously difficult for various reasons, but mostly to do with supply chain. We're not going to get into all that. But um, but right now they're offering 0% APR. And then she's debating, though, on like waiting because at that in January, it's still like 0.9% APR. It's still so minor. It almost doesn't matter. Are we talking about like that kind of inflation hike? Or are we talking about like a more substantial? Yeah, so... That's what we're talking about is this is is it's moving up. And again, we're at zero percent right now on a lot of fronts. The expectations are we're gonna move to seventy-five basis points or one percent, point seven five percent or one percent. So we're not talking about major moves, but all these things matter when you add it up. So when you talk about inflation coming in, the Fed has to kind of raise the short end to control inflation. So the Fed is gonna to try to make money a little less ample. Okay. Because the more supply of money there is, the more pressures you get on inflation. Oh. So they're going to try to balance that. Okay. Okay. So let's take a step back here. You've got COVID. You've got a little less stimulus. You've got slower growth. And you've got the Fed being a little less accommodative. Then you've got the midterm elections. So we're going to see some volatility would be, would be my number one prediction. The market will likely see a 10 or 20% correction would be my number two prediction. Not a fun one. And the third prediction will be, it will be okay. <laughs> I like this one. And things will recover. Good. And, and one of the main reasons we think that is because the economy is in pretty good shape right now. And there's, there's a, one of our favorite indicators here at CIA is something called leading economic indicators. And what that is, it's a basket. I'm not going to go through the 10 components, <laughs> but it's essentially things like um, manufacturing orders, building permits, um, consumer expectations. So it's a lot of things that are forward looking. And we're running right now about 10% above levels seen a year ago. And that may not mean a lot in a vacuum, but when this level's at 10%, it means the economy is in a really strong strong position. You don't, you don't see it there very often. In fact, 10%, you know, it's, it's something that occurs like once every four or five years. Wow. And so to see a recession every time going back to the 1950s, we're 10% above last year, right? You need to be zero or negative to go into a recession. That typically happens about six months before. Oh, okay. So running 10% means we're in a really healthy spot. Mm -hmm. And if you're if the economy is in a healthy spot in the end that's that's really what drives all asset prices so if i think about 2022 i don't we don't see a recession but we do see a, this this convergence of the factors we mentioned leading to elevated volatility and what i would what i would kind of precaution everyone to do is when that comes go back and listen to what you know what you told yourself in late 2021 is that this was expected 
there's a lot of factors at work that are probably going to up the volatility or up the, you know, kind of uh, nervousness among investors. And I think the answer would be stay calm. The world is not falling. The economy is in pretty good shape. And it's just the normal process of investing, particularly after two really strong years. I like that reminder. Maybe that's like the most important part of it, because at the end of the day, even regardless on if all of this falls through and we have no idea and we're totally wrong, which if you're listening to this in uh, October of 2022, (laughs) try and take this with a grain of salt, obviously. Um, But at the end of the day, we just need to keep calm, cool heads, have a clear strategy and and adjust to the how did you frame that again the the one at the margin yeah yeah, yeah. you you always uh, everything's at the margin so you lean to where you you best uh, you you think the you think the outcome's going to be you lean that way you you always have to be cognizant of the fact that you're probably going to be wrong when you're making a prediction could you imagine if we were sitting here in late 2019 <laughs> making a prediction about 2020 actually i think we we wrote an article yeah, trying to make predictions and, 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 and it was that, um, very global wrong. pandemic was probably mentioned, what, four times? <laughs> Maybe? Yeah, if yeah, it was? Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't think we'd actually even like heard of COVID at that point. Yeah. Amazing. So again, so things always come up. It's what makes this business so fun. Um, it also makes it you know stressful at times. But we can put out our best plan, best laid plan for 2022, and then something happens. I hope it's not another global pandemic. Oh, no. Um, you know, <laughs> We're done with this. Listen, yeah, let's, let's put this yeah, one on the back yeah. burner and call it good. Yeah, but this is that's how we see 2022 playing out right now. It's a it'll be a year of, of some choppiness, but I it's normal. It's normal. It's normal uh market moves, that's normal investing. It's stuff will come up. There's always going to be things that we never saw that will pop up, but we'll adjust to it. I like that. I like that plan. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I think this was so helpful. I think that there is a lot that the happy retirees and soon-to-be happy retirees are going to be able to get out of this. If you have any questions or if you'd like to reach Robert, you can find him at westmoss.com. You'll just go to that contact page, fill out the form, and just make sure to mention that you you have a question for him you'd like him to respond to, and we will make sure he sees that. We are so excited to see what happens in 2022. I hope you will continue to listen and hear and send us your thoughts and requests. Hey, y'all, this is Mallory with the Retire Sooner team. Please be sure to rate and subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend. If you have any questions, you can find us at westmoss.com. That's W-E-S-M-O-S-S.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and YouTube. You'll find us under the handle Retire Sooner Podcast. And now for our show's disclosure. This is provided as a resource for informational purposes and is not to be viewed as investment advice or recommendations. This information is being presented without consideration of the investment objectives, risk tolerance, or financial circumstances of any specific investor and might not be suitable for all investors. The mention of any company is provided to you for informational purposes and as an example only and is not to be considered investment advice or recommendation or an endorsement of any particular company. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. There is no guarantee offered that investment return, yield, or performance will be achieved. The information provided is strictly an opinion and for informational purposes only, and it is not known whether the strategies will be successful. There are many aspects and criteria that must be examined and considered before investing. This information is not intended to and should not form a primary basis for any investment decision that you may make. Always consult your own legal, tax, or investment advisor before making any investment, tax, estate, or financial planning 
independent considerations or decisions. Investment decisions should not be made solely based on information contained herein.